Hello and welcome to the 23rd edition of Random Pursuit on the Incomparable Network's game show, a game that discards the board and shuffles trivia cards from lots and lots and lots of trivia games. I am your scorekeeper, Stephen Chapansky, and now your host of this and every episode of Random Pursuit, Erica Ensign. Thank you, Stephen. I got the shade there in those lotses and lotses. <clears throat> As always, we have a wonderful group of players, and I'm going to introduce them right now in the order in which they will play. That order was, as always, determined by random.org. Random.org. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, our, our first player is a returning co-champion as she tied for the winning slot back in October 2020. Welcome back to Defend Your Title, Rachel Donner. I won? I don't remember that. <laughs> you co-won. You and uh, Cicero Holmes, I believe, were, were oh, tied. Oh, right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good day. Good day. Yep. <laughs> Back in October 2020. Uh, well, you know, good good luck to you this time. Uh, our second player, is that right? Has she never been on Random Pursuit before? This might be very exciting. Do I have that right? Queen Rose. I believe that is correct. I don't know how that has happened, except for the fact that I'm probably going to be very bad at this. Maybe my past self had a sense of preservation, but now I'm here. (laughs) All right. Well, you never know what will happen. Random Pursuit is, as the title says, very random. So you might you might end up knowing literally every question you get asked. It's possible, but it's never happened. (laughs) Our third player might have an advantage if she gets any Star Wars questions because she's recently written written several Star Wars books. (laughs) Welcome back, Riley Silverman. Hello, and I, I no, I think I every detail I learned about Star Wars from writing books is now out of my brain again. I, I am the worst at trivia, and so <laughs> I, I'm gunning to be your worst guest of all time without trying to be. <laughs> I love it when it's a race for the bottom because <laughs> then somebody is very shocked by the fact that they do well. So that's always exciting. Next up is a random pursuit regular, and for some reason she keeps coming back, and we are glad she does. Welcome back, Jean McDonald. <laughs> And apparently I've never won because you would have said so. I, w- um, I wasn't going to say anything about that, but it's that's true. Okay. No, I, I mean, I, I was when I was listening to other intros, I thought, could that be me? No, I don't think I've won. Um, and so I am correct in my supposition. Mm-hmm. And that's why I keep coming back because I'm I'm competitive and I like to win and I haven't won yet. So here we go. All right. Well, if you do win, I hope you will still continue to come back. <laughs> that's that's all I have to say about that. Our final player's performance may or may not depend on how many silver screen, silver screen questions she gets, but I swear I'm not going to stack the deck in her favor. Sorry about that, Shelley Brisbane. I look forward to the silver screen questions. Are really <laughs> questions? <laughs> now Stephen can't edit that out. Thanks, right, Shelley. I know. Ah, and I'm uh, go. I'm searching for uh, my place in the middle of the pack, even though I'm playing last. <laughs> All right. Okay. So now that we've got everybody in place, here is how this works. Random pursuit. It's a lot like the Trivial Pursuit board game, but instead of using the board, each player has their own six-sided die or a dice rolling app like Dice by Peacock. Mm-hmm. And the players will roll their die to determine which question on the card they're going to answer. For each question they answer correctly, they'll get one point. If they answer correctly, they can roll again for another question, but they can only answer up to three questions on each turn, except for the final round when there is no question limit. 
If they roll the same number two times in a row on the same turn, they get to pick which edition the question comes from. I have sent a list to the players. It is way, way too long to read on the podcast. Uh, if they happen to roll that same number all three times on the same turn, then they get to pick both the edition and the category. I admit that I am not great at remembering to notice when that happens. So if it does, please yell at me if I miss it. Uh, and we will play for an amount of time determined by me, the scorekeeper. So uh then we'll do one last round with no question limit, and the player with the highest score at the end becomes the random champion with bragging rights that last until the heat death of the universe or <laughs> Random Pursuit 24 in two weeks' time. Yeah. Or they forget <laughs> about it like Rachel did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, everybody ready? So exciting. Yep. Well, Rachel, you get to start us off, so go ahead and roll that die. I got a two. All right. This is coming from, appropriately enough, Genus 2. So number two in Genus 2 is pink. That is entertainment. Which country and Western singer restored the Skinner's Pond Prince Edward Island schoolhouse where he stomped as a kid? Tom Connors? You got it right. Starting us off strong. With a Canadian question. How yes. about that? That's right. That is that is the Genus 2 only sold in Canada edition. So I, I appreciate that it gave us some CanCon right off the bat. You right, but he in. sings the good old hockey game, right? He, he That's does. true. So you have an advantage there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Roll it up. Uh, five. All right. This one is coming from Volume 6. That's right. Not Genus 6. They stopped calling him Genus. It's just Volume 6. And number five, that is Sports and Leisure. So tell me, who became the first 40-year-old since Bob Cousy to play guard in the NBA in 2002? And I might have pronounced the name wrong because it's Bob C-O-U-S-Y. Cousy? Cousy? I don't know. But who became the first 40-year-old? 2002? In 2000. Well, it says since Bob Cousy to play guard in 2002. So I think, yes, in 2002, they became the first 40-year-old to play guard in the NBA. God, I should know this. I'm sure I know who the player is, but I don't know it. Well, I don't recognize the name. Uh, it is somebody named John Stockton. Yes, he played for the Utah Jazz. Of course I knew that. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Rachel. That was that was a good start, though. That was a good start. I, I have met the man. Of course I knew that. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Oh, wow. I met him. <laughs> well. And he didn't have his trophy for 40-year-old point guard? <laughs> no, but he, has, he has a couple of car dealerships in the uh, uh, Salt Lake area. Of course gotcha. he does. Mm -hmm. All right, Quinn. It's your first turn on Random Pursuit. Wow. Mm -hmm. All right. Roll that die. Well, I rolled a one, an auspicious beginning. All right. Well, you know, it is appropriate because your first question is coming from Junior Trivia One. That is right. Oh, Many okay. people's favorite edition. So please. I can't believe that movie Junior has that much trivia to it. <laughs> please think like a five to nine year old from 1983 <laughs> as you answer this question. In Snow White, how many dwarfs did she meet? Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Maybe I swear I did maybe... not make this easy for you on your first try. <laughs> that would be seven. Uh-huh. Good job. Good job. Everybody give Quinn a round of applause so for her first job. question. I know. Any any other edition, I would have thought this was somehow a trick question. But I'm yes. like, I guess five, for five-year-olds, that's a real question. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. All right. Well, All right. I'm afraid your second card is not going to be as kind to you. <laughs> Go ahead and roll oh. the die again. Well, I roll a six. Okay. This one is coming from the Star Trek 50 Anniversary Edition, a.k.a. Oh, no. I think my least favorite edition these days. Uh, yeah. Category, you said six? That's mm-hmm. ships. Um, so can okay. you tell me, uh, oh, and I can tell you that this question, because each card tells you which edition of, uh, of Star Trek this is coming from. This is coming from Star Trek Enterprise. So oh, no. please enjoy this. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> okay. What? What was the second NX-class vessel launched? We're not looking for the first. We are looking for the second NX-class <sighs> vessel that launched. Okay. Well, <laughs> I couldn't tell you anything about this. So <laughs> the Enterprise. <laughs> you know what? You got both like ends of the spectrum there in this, uh, in this turn. That was uh, apparently the answer. I'm guessing nobody knows the answer to this, but it is no. the nx02 columbia that is oh, the answer of course the nx02 right? columbia oh, yeah. i can't believe i didn't uh-huh. get that not right? the nx01 columbia mm-hmm. but well, okay the well it's the enterprise right. just fyi i mean that was that was a good <laughs> Thanks, start Jean. i knew that <laughs> i feel like i've experienced the full spectrum of random pursuit in one turn and i'm pretty happy with that <laughs> you really really have uh but now riley it is your turn so go ahead and roll a die all right two Two. All right, this is coming from the Trivial Pursuit 20th Anniversary Edition. Sound and screen. What Oscar-winning actress sports a tattoo on her left arm with the Tennessee Williams line, quote, a prayer for the wild at heart, kept in cages? Okay, so it's 2002 Oscar-winning actress. I'm trying to think of people who I know who are, like, famous. Is it... I'm just going to say Sally Field. No, it is. It's actually more recent than that. Is Angelina Jolie? Yeah, you know, that makes me more sense. I guess you don't think Sally Field probably has a tattoo at all. <laughs> I mean, I like the idea that Sally yeah. Field has several tattoos. I was trying to think of who was who was like an Oscar winner in two thousand two, and I didn't think about someone more recent at the time. Mm. All right, Gene, that brings us to you. Okay, I am rolling a five. All right, this one is coming from the nineteen sixties edition. Where category five is sports and leisure. Oh boy. What golfer from a racially segregated nation did civil rights activists prote- protest against at the 1969 PGA tournament? Shoot. <laughs> um, golfer so, from a racially segregated what, nation uh, protested against at the 1969 some, PGA some, tournament. South African dude. I'm sure, but I'm kind of surprised there was a protest against a golfer. <laughs> Just because golf doesn't get that much. Uh, no, well, I don't know. Like with really, everything really else angry. going on at 69. Very upset. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, no, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear uh, that because uh, this, pre- you know, predates all the divestment. Uh, activity that i'm more aware of because i was older than nine at the time (laughs) um but i can't think of i mean like all the golfers i know are not from racially i mean officially racially segregated (laughs) countries let's put it that way Mm -hmm. so i'm good i'm just gonna pass i don't even want to make up it's not funny 
to make oh, that's, up a name. They, that's, that's fine. I mean, this this name actually is kind of a, a nice name for a sports person. It's Gary Player. Oh, that uh, that's where he's from. Okay, uh, is it? Does it say that he's from South Africa? It does I mean, not specifically my, say that, but I'm he assuming is. he is. He is. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of our first round. No, Shelly. Why do I always do that? You know, <laughs> if you want to t- just give me the points, that would be fine. <laughs> I can tell you why I always do that. It's because the uh, the the highlight in the spreadsheet is already like next to your name, which makes me <laughs> feel like it's already hap- It hasn't happened yet. Anyway, Shelly, I'm living getting in the ready future. to enter the score. It's <laughs> what know. a responsible you're, scorekeeper does. You're doing Put a great job. On that one. <laughs> you're doing a fantastic job. <laughs> Shelly, go ahead and roll. I rolled a five. All right. This is coming from the TV edition. And this is the 1991 uh, TV edition. Category five is stars. So tell us what laid back variety show host inspired the joke. Wake up, Perry. Perry Como, I assume. You assume correctly. All right. One point for Shelly. I've never heard that joke, but, you know. (laughs) Uh, I mean, it makes sense. He did yeah, sound sleepy right? all the time. I mean, it's not Perry Mason, so it's going to be Perry Como. <laughs> Why not? Uh, I have rolled a four. All right. This one is coming from Genus 2, the only sold in Canada edition. Uh-oh. And the category is arts and literature. Which hand did Leonardo da Vinci paint with? Oh, This I'm... one is not a Canadian question. I hasten no, to point out. Was, say, was he a lefty, eh? <laughs> he was not, I'm afraid. All he right, painted well, with the right hand. 50-50. All right. I would have answered his own. <laughs> <laughs> I would have giggled, yes. but not given you a point. No points. <laughs> mm-hmm. Technically, it's correct. All right, Stephen, where does that leave us? Wasn't uh, Leonardo da Vinci uh, famously ambidextrous? I thought, what do you paint with? Painted with both. But, well, I um, think he wrote with both hands. That's right. But I don't think he painted with both. And wrote with mere lettering, too. Mm-hmm. No reason I know that because I saw that in the 1979 Doctor Who episode. Uh, the score after one <laughs> round is uh, Rachel, Quinn, and Shelley, each with one, and Riley and Jean waiting to get on the board. I'm sure it'll happen very soon. All right. Yes. But first, it is Rachel's turn to try to get farther on the board. Rachel, roll a die. Five. All right. This is coming from the family edition. This is one of my sort of newer editions. Uh, it is the questions for adults box from 1992 and the question comes from category five which is sports and leisure again what spice is so pricey because 200,000 hand-picked stamens are needed for a pound this must be the leisure portion of the category. <laughs> I mean, unless, unless picking this particular thing is uh, is a sport in and of itself. Oh, God. I literally, I'm like the whitest person on the planet when it comes to cooking, and I don't use spices at all. <laughs> so you probably aren't uh, spending money on a pricey spice. No. 200,000 hand picked. That's that's a lot. Any guess? I, I like I only know like two spices. <laughs> like, <laughs> like paprika and like cumin. Those are the only two spices that come to my brain. I will tell you it is not either one of those. Does anybody else know this one? <laughs> I think saffron. I might. I think it, yeah, is it saffron? S- saffron. Mm-hmm. It I'm is. I'm just indeed. wild about it. Yeah. Saffron. <laughs> Named after actress uh, Saffron Burroughs, by the way. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, nice try, but it is on to Quinn. My dice app went to sleep. Sorry. <laughs> I rolled <laughs> a five. Up. All right. Five. This is coming from the Silver Screen Edition. And I will point out that the Silver Screen Edition came out in 1983. The category five is production. So what dapper English actor was Ian Fleming's choice to play James Bond? Huh. Okay. An English actor mm-hmm. in the dapper. 80s. Dapper. A dapper. Well, mm-hmm. I think everybody English is dapper. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who was not James Bond, but might have been. Mm-hmm. And Ian Fleming okay. specifically chose this person. Or this was his choice. Oh, okay. That's interesting. I don't know. It, it just says, yes, what dapper English actor was Ian Fleming's choice to play James Bond? I know. I'm trying to think of, like, any British person from the 80s. <laughs> um, because I'm certainly probably not going to be able to get, like, a specific... I'm probably not going to be able to get it, but I'm trying to think of a decent guess. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't know. Um <laughs> Welcome to Random Pursuit, Quinn. (laughs) Picking a name, Kenneth Branagh. I like that guess, but that is not it. It's actually David Niven. I don't know who that (laughs) is. That's the worst one. (laughs) Did didn't he play Bond in the the not official the uh, the spoof Mm -hmm. version of nineteen sixty seven? Yeah. So funny that Ian Fleming's choice played the spoof James Bond. Well, because he would have been a little (laughs) old when the first movies were being made, which Mm. is probably why they didn't pick him. Could be. That's true. It would have been a very different movie, I think. All right. That brings us to Riley. Okay. Uh, I rolled a three this time. All right. This is coming, uh, once again, from the Family Edition. This is, again, from the Grown Ups box. Category three is history. Who never divorced his wife, Fulvia, during his 12 years with Cleopatra? Uh, Mark Anthony. Correct. You may roll again. I actually forgot to note down on my sheet which color cards are from the grown-ups box and which color cards are from the kids' box. So I was, like, desperately thinking, oh, please, tell me that the turquoise color is from the grown-ups box. And then we got that question about Fulvia, and I was like, okay, this is not a child's question. (laughs) Kids gotta learn sometime. (laughs) Um, I got a four. All right. This one is coming from the Trivial Pursuit Totally 80s edition. Um, which is one of my newer ones, so I'm always excited when it pops up. The Totally 80s edition came out in 2005, but it's still 80s questions. Category four is music. What rap song advised on Tougher Than Leather? Quote, just peep and keep, but don't sleep or weep. Get deep to leap or I'll be the Jeep. And I would like to point out, I was purposely not trying to rap there. (laughs) I will read it again if you want me to. Sure. What rap group advised on Tougher Than Leather? And I will say that Tougher Than Leather is in italics. And then the quote is, just peep and keep, but don't sleep or weep. Get deep to leap or I'll beep the Jeep. Run DMC. Run DMC is it. You may roll again. I want to commend the pop filter on the Shure SM7B for not once popping the piece during that entire question. Uh, although, Riley, I'm going good. to tell you, please roll your eight-sided die because your next question is coming from Chex. 
music trivia. Yeah, I, that was one time where I actually knew the like I I think being a ba- an '80s baby, I'm like okay, I definitely I think it's them, but mm-hmm. I wasn't sure. Nice work. Thank you. I got an eight. Okay. Now I am also going to have you roll your six sided die just in case you roll a four because it's not fair to make somebody roll an eight because then they have no less of a chance to double the number to repeat okay. the number. Let me see here. I wrote a one. On the okay, so not a four. So we're going with the eight then. Cool. Um, checks. Music trivia. This came out in 1984. The, the edition did. But your question is, what instrument did jazz musician Wes Montgomery play? I don't know, but based on previous conversation, I'm just going to say tr- uh, trombone just for the fun <laughs> of it. <laughs> Alas, it is not trombone. It was guitar. Oh, wow. Okay. I never would have guessed that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely not my first guess of a jazz instrument, although, you know, can be very well played. Uh, But that brings us to Jean. Okay, here we go. I rolled a five. All right. This is coming from the classic edition. This is the 2016 edition that tries to mimic the original genus edition and completely fails in many ways. Um, Mm -hmm. Category five is science and nature. Which of these is not a name for an 11-sided polygon, and it is multiple choice, so which is not a name for an 11-sided polygon. Undecagon, dodecagon, or hendecagon? I'm going to go with dodecagon, because that says 12 to me. You are right in every way. Uh, one of the nice things about the classic edition is that sometimes it gives you a little extra information on the back of the card, and it does say dodecagon it has 12 sides. So congratulations. Woo-hoo! You get to roll again. <laughs> I'm so excited. I also learned that on Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, you did. I can't confirm. Can't you learn from Doctor Who? <laughs> okay, I've rolled a six. All right. This one is coming from Trivial Pursuit Genus 5, in which category six is wild card. Could be anything. Woot. What did Alfred Wolfran do to 11,030 people in one hour to earn a mention in the Guinness Book of World Records. This is a family show. I would like to remind you of that. <laughs> uh, Guinness is also a family book. I it's can true. Yep, <laughs> yep. uh, yeah. What um, did Alfred Wolfram do to 11,030 people in one hour to earn a mention in the Guinness Book of World Records? I do not know. I am making an intuitive guess. And I'm going to say hypnotize. You know what? That would have been my guess. But that's uh, not it. It, uh, it is a family show. However, the answer is kiss them. So, ew, ew indeed. So I was going to yeah, say marry them. So I guess it's sort uh, of involved. I was thinking he officiated a wedding as well. But I, I was uh-huh. like, I, know, I remember it was like a big thing where like that one guy initiated, they did a yeah, bunch of weddings at was, one time. I mean, it wasn't so. even yeah. number, so... That was the Unification Church and <laughs> Reverend Moon. But my first right. thought was actually kiss, but then I was <gasps> like, "There's no way." Because why would you do that? <laughs> I mean, it's a hard question for a pandemic era. It really uh, is. Yeah. It's yep, impossible right? to imagine. Trivial Pursuit, mm-hmm. the pandemic edition. I can't wait for that. <laughs> oh, All well. right. Well, good, like good guess because, like I said, that was the first thing to jump into my head. So I'm I'm granting a you a, a ghost head. point. Yeah. <laughs> That's a point in my head for sure. All right, Shelley, you get to roll. I've rolled a four. 
All right. This is coming from the Walt Disney Family Edition in the Grown Ups box. I will point out that the Walt Disney Family Edition is simply an edition of Trivial Pursuit that kids can play with their parents. So not every question is about Disney, although there are quite a few of them in there. So, uh, so yes, Shelley, welcome to the world of fantasy. <laughs> what 1933 Disney cartoon did the New York Times report... Quote, played at more theaters simultaneously than any other short. 1933. That's mm-hmm. hard because that's it's post Mickey Mouse. So it's not Steamboat Willie. It's too early to be Cinderella. Uh, Doctor Strange that's... in the Multiverse of Madness. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> that was totally going to be my next guess. Uh not Snow- I'm going to guess Snow White. I think I'm wrong, but I'm going to guess it anyway. Well, I'm going to reread the question for you because I'm being nice today. What oh. 1933 Disney cartoon did the New York Times report, quote, played at more theaters simultaneously than any other short? It's a short. Okay. I got that. Not Martin uh, Short. <laughs> 1933. God <laughs> and for the other players, if something like this happens, I will be nice to you as well. I don't know that this is going to help Shelly get the question. I just want to make sure. Probably not. That... Now I'm just confused. Uh, all right. I'm going to just go back to, I'm going to start with Steamboat Willie. It's too late for that, but it's a, it's a wrong guess as well. But it's I know it's a short, so. It was The Three Little Pigs. Ah, oh, see, I wouldn't have gotten that. Oh, well. I do remember it, but I never would have guessed it. Yeah, but I would, right. It wouldn't mm-hmm. have been in my yep. canon. And moment. I mean, it is theoretically possible that Steamboat Willie could have played in 1933 again because you know except that it said it's a 1933 cartoon and that's like 1927 yeah that's true you're right you're right dang well anyway good guess good try uh steven uh the scores after round two everybody has one except for riley who has one more and has two (laughs) (laughs) all right that brings us back to the top rachel roll that die six all right six this is coming from the UK Globetrotter edition, which was gifted to the podcast (laughs) by a friend of the show, Anthony Johnston. Category six is Asia. Uh, And I will point out that this game came out in 2003. Don't know if that will make a difference, but just so you know. So Asia, question, where was Lee Bum-suk, the attractively named foreign minister? And I will spell that L-E-E-B-U-M- S-U-K. Where was Lee Bumsuk, the attractively named foreign minister? Oh. Thank you again, Anthony Johnston. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like... I, love it when he, I love it when he's on the show and gets one of these questions. He hates it. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was your guess, Rachel? China. It was South Korea. So, appropriate guess, but Quinn, it is your turn. All right. Well, on that note, I rolled a five. All right. Category five is from the Walt Disney Family Edition, this time, The Kids Box. Hmm. Yep. I will point out this is from 1986. So, Quinn, welcome to the world of science. What's (laughs) North America's most popular dried fruit? Raisins? It is the raisin. Good job. You yes. may roll again. <laughs> I can only get questions for children, but I am getting them. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a two. 
All right. This one is coming. Oh, hey, it's from the family edition, but it's from the <laughs> Grown Ups box. I am sorry. Okay. Uh, this one came out in 1992. Category two is entertainment. What was the first sitcom to be aired in reruns? Hmm. Not every question is not every question is from 1992. I will point that out. It's just that's when it came out. I'm sorry. What was your guess? My guess was Happy Days. It was actually even earlier than that. It was I Love Lucy. I I, I was going to uh, say I think I knew that one because of a book I wrote last year. So. <laughs> <laughs> actually, it was a great oh, yeah. little bit of trivia for that. Uh, is that basically? Lucy and Desi had to give up some of their initial salary to make the show in order to be able to film it in Los Angeles instead of doing it live on tape in New York. Because back then that was like way harder to do a pre-film show. And then like their deal was, okay, we'll take less money up front, but then we get the rights to the show in perpetuity. And then because of that, they made so much money off the reruns that they were then able to open Desi Lu Studios and that kind of stuff, which is kind of fascinating. So Lucy always bet on herself and it was fantastic. Anyway. And help fun Star <laughs> Trek. And that's yep. yes, indeed. And now you know the rest of the story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Riley. That's that's yeah. some fun trivia as opposed to some of these questions. <laughs> yeah, I wrote about I did a book. There's a book coming out later this year for from Karen Halley, and that's like all about various women throughout history. It's, it's her She series book. Oh, and cool. I wrote about Lucy and I also wrote about uh, Marsha uh, P. Johnson. So awesome. Well, that's awesome. Let's hope your question <laughs> is awesome. Yeah. And now a sports like, question. Now my question is, what, 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 what studio did Lucy and Desi open? <laughs> uh, I rolled a four. For All mine. right. Well, that would be hilarious if that was the question, uh, because this is coming from the Lord of the Rings edition. <laughs> <laughs> Desi yeah. Lou was uh, Saruman's blending of Lucy and Desi. <laughs> Uh, cate- walk in the daylight. Category four is ostensibly the red category, which is place and history. I will point oh, out that gosh. literally everything on this card is brown except for a tiny spot of blue. Um, <laughs> so which race, according to Gimli, is mistakenly thought to be born in holes in the ground? Is it hobbits? It is not. It was actually dwarves. Oh, the hobbits live in a hole in the ground, I guess. That's, I think that's why I thought he would think that. Like, he mm-hmm. would, like oh, people think this about hobbits because, like, I think, like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a very, <laughs> it's a very famous and poetic line. Alas, not the correct answer. So that brings us to Jean. Okie doke. I rolled a three. All right. This is coming from another movie edition of Trivial Pursuit. This is coming from the Star Wars Classic Trilogy Collector's Edition. Category three is... History. I will point out that that's history within the fiction of the movies, not outside of it. What four-word ultimatum did Luke give Jabba while standing on the Sand Skiff's gangplank? Stephen, you cannot answer this question. Stop flailing your arms. (laughs) (laughs) This is this is from Stephen's literal favorite movie scene in history. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, it is a scene I know well, at least, you know, by my standards. I don't know every line, but I, you four know, word I word ultimatum. and it's four words. It's an ultimatum. I don't know. I'm thinking of ultimatums that are, I'm trying to figure out if they're four words. <laughs> um, so, uh, my first thought was like, this is, you know, this is your last warning or something that's five words so mm, yep this um and now i think like i won't ask you again that's what i'll say i won't ask you again i know it's wrong but it's four words no it's not <laughs> i won't ask you again is five words 
Oh my god. Okay, well, I'm t- what does that mean? Does it mean my aunt, is this like Wordle and you just go like invalid and I have to guess again? I mean, honestly, I, I you're you're not even close to being on the right track. So okay. I'm just going to put you out of your your. I'm not going to say you. misery. I'm going to say mild sadness. No, I don't want to be swallowed by the sand thing, and it's, I feel uh, it coming on. It's it's Stephen. Free us or die. Oh my God, you guys! He is literally holding the Return of the Jedi. I don't know what's the storybook based on the movie. It is. It's adorable. Like well, if you're interested in scenes like that, I recommend a book called Exploring Tatooine, an illustrated guide by Riley Silverman that's releasing in bookstores at the end of uh, August, the beginning of September. No Pre-order now at your favorite bookstore. Yes. That Riley, was, that we're perfect. having more ads for you than for Dice by Peacock, and I need to make one on this turn. We got we oh, got to uh, make up for it. We've been doing Dice by Peacock for so long. We, we've got Riley here specifically to balance things out. I'm glad that I didn't get that question because i was thinking it was surrender now or die and i'm glad that i like didn't get the answer wrong for the thing i wrote a book because it already happened once on actually so i think i'm glad that didn't happen again uh shelly that brings us to you oh is it my turn so soon um (laughs) shade i'm yeah i know uh it's a four all right this is coming from the baby boomer edition in which category four is publishing what was the name of Josie's backup band in Archie Comics? Josie's backup band in Archie Comics. Mm-hmm. Wait. Uh, mm-hmm. The Pussycats? It is. <laughs> it okay. is indeed All the right Pussycats. Then. Yep. All right. That's yeah, a weirdly worded question. I mean, it yeah. is a baby boomer's question, but Josie and the Pussycats have, have, have lasted a have very a life long beyond time. the baby boomer era, yes. Mm-hmm. It, I the question's wording, though. I it's get it. weird. I, I, yes. I thought maybe she had like a second band. Second that was band. Right. <laughs> in that, case I was... the Pussycats were sick. Like, <laughs> right. I don't know. The cats are sick, so there's mice or dogs or something. I don't know. <laughs> nope. Nope. You get to roll again. I've rolled a six. All right. This is coming from the Trivial Pursuit 2000s edition. And this uh, one of the conceits of this edition is that instead of having a card with a bunch of different categories on it, each each card is from a category. And this card is a blue card, which means it is places is the category. But each card has a subcategory. So your subcategory is Cuba. Okay. So, yes. So much explanation when I get one of these. All right. your subcategory Cuba question is, what ubiquitous electronic device was it illegal for ordinary Cubans to own until the ban was lifted in 2008? Ubiquitous electronic device. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is one of the cards. I have aged so much in the time that I've been doing Random Pursuit <laughs> that I am now at the point where certain editions of Trivial Pursuit, I have to lift up my glasses in order to read <laughs> the words. <laughs> and the font on this one, real small. We will be installing a uh, magnifying glass on the boom arm for random. That would pursuits. be amazing. Yeah, actually, it'll happen. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Put that picture out there on the Instagram so we can all see it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm gonna guess a cell phone. You are correct. I mean, the card says mobile phone, but I am 100% giving it to you. Oh, this I appreciate is, that. Yeah, Thank yeah. You. This is another one where I, I like in this edition, you get some extra information about some of the answers. It says only top officials and executives working in foreign countries could have them. So. Wow. We've all learned. Well, I've learned something. Maybe the rest of you guys knew that. I don't know. Um, But that means you get to roll again, Shelly. Three. All right. Shelly, I'm very excited right now because this is the first time that I get to use my new birthday present from just a couple months back. My lovely local friends here in Edmonton got me 
Friends Trivial Pursuit. Nice. And it is an officially... I'm I'm need to phone a friend. (laughs) (laughs) It is an officially licensed Trivial Pursuit edition. It came out in 2018. It comes in one of those little plastic uh, wedge-shaped boxes. And this is the first time I'm asking a question from it. Category three is seasons six and seven. So let's see if that's helpful for you. Please tell us, why did Chandler break up with Julie Grath, his girlfriend, from camp? And I will tell you that this card I am just discovering, I need to flip from left to right to read the answer. (sighs) I am almost as disappointed in that as I am in the answer to this question. So so I will say I've never seen Friends. So... Mm. uh... Wow. I didn't watch TV in the 90s. It was a thing. Um, <laughs> why did this guy break up with his girlfriend from camp? Is mm-hmm. that the question? That's what, all right. I'm going to have to guess. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because she was with somebody else. She had, an, she had another guy. I don't know. I mean, good enough guess. Not the answer. Uh, does anybody know this one? I don't like this. It's because Is she it got... She was- Go ahead, Riley. Yep, she got fat. I had a feeling it was tied into Monica's insecurity about her weight when she was younger. And then you uh, saying disappointed you yep. made me go, that seems like a bad, it's going to be something bad like that. Yep. I knew that was going to be a little bit of a clue, but I also knew that Shelly had never seen Friends, so it wasn't super right, So it's worried. like you could say anything you want to, and I'd be like, four, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, some of Friends is still delightful to sit down and watch. Some of it did not age yeah. super well. Like everything else from the I, 1990s. Can, I do appreciate that the creator came out recently and said that, like, she wishes that she had done Chandler's transparent situation differently. Now, ah, like, looking back, but yeah. she felt like she handled it poorly and it wishes she had done better with it. That's good. That That's a, it's a good thing to recognize and it's really important to recognize it publicly. Stephen, that brings us to the end of the round. Well, uh, I will tell you that Shelley, despite not knowing anything about friends and really who can blame her, uh, leads with three. <laughs> uh, Quinn and Riley each have two. Rachel and Jean with one. All right, that brings us back to Rachel. Go ahead and roll. Three. All right, this is coming from the totally 80s edition, which is probably my favorite one to say out loud on the podcast. Category three is movies. Who turned down the astronaut role in terms of endearment to dress up in a giant chicken suit for the film Stroker Ace? (laughs) It's a great question. Uh, It is a great question question mm-hmm. um i have never heard of the film stroker ace until this very moment <laughs> well i can tell you it has somebody dressed up in a giant chicken suit at some point in the film Whoa, spoilers <laughs> <laughs> oh god who is in terms of endearment um or who not maybe, the person in the chicken suit Right. I'm just trying to think of like what kind of actor. Mm. That's a good strategy. I hope it works for you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait. That's, yeah. (laughs) I I honestly feel like I heard of the the movie Stroker Ace for the first time like two weeks ago. So don't feel too bad about this. I don't know. Sally Field? <laughs> I like that Sally Field has, has become our go-to answer. Steven's got a guess over there. Isn't Sally Field related to the actual answer, which is my guess, Burt Reynolds? Sally Field is related to Burt Reynolds? Well, yes, no. you're, you're right. They, they were, were spoking they together. together yeah. Oh, okay. And they had a relationship together. Well, they yeah. were in ah. it together as a couple for a while. Yeah. Got it. Long while. 
They Did had not know relations. That. Is that what you're trying to yeah. say? Yes. So I was right. I was right with Burt Reynolds. You were right. You were right. It I, I would have guessed Burt Reynolds because it just seems like the most 80s person who would have been in a movie called Smoking Aces or Stroker Aces. <laughs> Stroker Aces. Stroke Aces. I believe Stroker Jack, Ace. Jack Nicholson probably got the role that uh, he turned down and I think won uh, Best Supporting Actor for that. Wow. Yeah. Hashtag Oscar trivia. Thank you, Stephen, as always. <laughs> but that brings us to Quinn. Go ahead and roll. All right. I rolled a four. All right. This is coming from the Genus Edition, the good old fashioned very first Genus Edition. And the category is arts and literature. What Joseph Conrad book was Apocalypse Now derived from? Oh, um, this is somewhere in my brain. Oh, that's exciting. <laughs> can you can you lose it? And talk for two minutes straight and no longer, no less, and get it out of the brain. I read this book for Active Decathlon in high school. Um, um, Heart of Darkness. You got it. And you didn't even Yay. technically lose it because it took you less than two minutes. So congratulations. <laughs> I was just like, I, I was like, I've read this book. I've never seen the movie, but I was like, I know it's got to be in there. I just have to jangle it out of my brain. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that means you get to roll again. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's exciting, right? Two. All right. This is coming from the 1960s edition, in which category two is entertainment. What movie musical was Elvis Presley considered for as a gang leader leading Fabian, Frankie Avalon, and Paul Anka? Um, our gang leader? I feel like I should know this, and I'm going to be really embarrassed if I don't. <laughs> Elvis Presley as a gang leader. Love it. Yeah, in a movie musical. Um, well, I can't, I can't imagine this is it, but West Side Story? That is it. Oh, what? my God. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That is a tough question. Like he was considered uh -huh. for this. Movie. Yeah, I guess that that's never the happened. Second time I've gotten a considered for question. <laughs> yeah, it is. But with a cast that didn't include any of those people. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's the hard part because those people were in a movie, another movie together, but none none of them were in West Side Story. Yep. Yeah. All I thought was, what's a musical about gangs? And I really didn't think that was going to get me there. But okay, it did. It absolutely did. So you get to roll again. Oh, okay. I always forget this part. Um, <laughs> I rolled another two. That means you get to choose the edition that your question comes from. Okay. Well, I guess I'm I'm going to attempt the sweep. So I am going to do junior trivia. <laughs> do you want junior trivia one from ages five to nine or junior trivia two from ages 10 to 13? <laughs> I will. I'll, I'll do five to nine. <laughs> <laughs> I, li I like it. Playing it safe. I'm not here to go for it, anything big. <laughs> I want the children's <laughs> questions. <laughs> All right. Well, then tell me this. What do you play wastebasket basketball with? <laughs> what a weird question. What do you play wastebasket basketball with? Sometimes these 1983 is, questions for five-year-olds are a little confusing to people of our age and uh, and era. Okay. I don't. Is the answer to this question not a wastebasket? Or is it asking for something else that you play it with? 
I'm going to say it's, it is something else. It's not that obvious of a question for five-year-olds. Okay. So what do you play waste basket makes... basketball with? Mm-hmm. Um, then crumpled up pieces of paper? <laughs> crumpled paper is indeed the answer. <laughs> you have given us our first sweep. Congratulations, Quinn. Welcome yeah. to the game. Oh, my God. I'd like to thank <laughs> Elvis Presley. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that brings us to Riley. I got a two. All right. This is coming from the DVD Pop Culture Edition, which was released in 2003. Category two is TV. What network's slogan in 1980 was, quote, looking good together? That's kind of a terrible slogan, <laughs> but sure. Looking good was it together. ABC? It was not. It was CBS. Oh, wow. Oh, because the I. Stupid me. All right. Sorry. Oh, I hadn't even thought about that. But yeah, I guess that makes sense. Still, it's weird. That That's weird. Uh, Jean, it is your turn. All right. Rolling. Um, I got a six. And my six colors uh, version of Dice by Pete Calc. So oh, very, very nice. Very appropriate. Well, I hope you will enjoy this question from the Star Trek 50 anniversary edition. <laughs> I wish I was giving you a Voyager question. Alas, I am yeah. not. This one no, is coming. It's, ships. it's coming from Star <laughs> Trek First Contact. Oh. But yes, you are right. The category is indeed ships. <laughs> so please tell us which ship from Deep Space Nine was badly damaged in the Borg attack in Star Trek First Contact. From Deep Space Nine? Apparently. As far as I know, they only had one ship. And now, of course, the name is escaping me. <laughs> You're going to need um, to tell me the name, I'm afraid. <laughs> uh, it's that one ship. It's the... Uh, you know, the ship. Uh, yeah. Well, I always make fun of Deep Space Nine a little bit because my, because they, you know, I say like, it's supposed to be like Boldly Go and Strange <laughs> New Worlds. And you guys are just hanging out in this mm-hmm. like big space mall. And they did finally get a ship. And then, of course, they flew it everywhere because everybody was psyched. And they I finally boldly went. Before you uh, slag off went. Deep Space Nine too much, Gene, remember that uh, no, you're a no, scorekeeper no, I... and a fan of Deep Space Nine, and this will affect your score. <laughs> yeah, I just want to point out, they, they boldly went through a wormhole that was nearby. The yeah, station. that's they, true. Um, they had one about No, I like Deep ship. Space Nine. I just, you know, Voyager gets so much uh, crap that it's, mm-hmm. it, I feel like I can give some back. And I will give the answer, which I think is the Reliant, and I hope that's the ship. Oh, you're so close. Oh, is it Odo and Kira? Oh, it's the Defiant. <laughs> Kodo? Is that what they're... I want to give uh, Rachel a great big ghost no, point. that was really funny. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it is the Defiant. Defiant. I would say that I was, I was Steven during the Star Wars question. Like, I was I was like on my end here, like, just like my arms were flailing in the air. <laughs> when you said they only have one ship, I'm like, yes, it was it called. <laughs> um, uh, all right. Well, okay. nice try. Oh, well. You, you got a, a, a run. Uh, is the Reliant I, like a, a runabout or something, or is that just a different ship? No, it's ship? a big. I mean, it's not it's a, a bigger a, ship. Uh, okay, Enterprise. Yeah. It's a. Gotcha. It's a. It's got I guns. I know it's got nothing. Guns. I know. It, it, was, it was originally built to be a, a ship to fight off the Borg with, and then it's brought in during the Dominion War to be like so they have like, like a combat vessel available at the S nine because they're like threatened now. All right. Well, Shelley, we are to you. So uh, hearing Gene talk about the six colors diced by Peacock, I had to go and look through the themes. And there's a smooch theme that I didn't know. There sure is. is. So now I have a smooch dice, which has rolled a three. All right. Well, guess what? You are getting 
a question from the silver screen edition. Ah! So no pressure. No pressure at all. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The category three is off screen. So what director always had tea on the set at 4 p.m.? Hitchcock. It was indeed Alfred Hitchcock. I didn't know that, but that was my guess. So, right. Yeah, you get to roll again. Uh, Another three. That means you get to choose the edition that your question comes from. Oh, well, like like Quinn, I am not too proud to take the junior five to nine edition because I want to win. All right. That is that is totally fair. Junior trivia. Think like a five to nine year old from 1983. Okay, I don't understand this question. (laughs) But I'm going to ask it anyway. Because. Because you specifically wanted this card. So, Uh Shelly, are your ears matching? (laughs) That's my question. Uh, I mean, it's 50-50. Yes. (laughs) I'm afraid the answer is no. No two ears are alike. It says no two ears are alike. So. Uh, okay. I, I mean, Some... if your if your right ear looked like your left ear, I would seek medical that's, help. That's a fair point. Yeah, well, it's just a matter of orientation. That isn't a matter of whether they look alike. Wow. Or yeah. Kind of... This is uh. Yeah. Every once in a while, the junior trivia really screws gets, somebody gets over. Very existential as existential. Thanks, junior yeah. trivia. Yeah. You uh-huh. did not have my back. Mm-mm. No. Uh Well, Shelley, don't be don't be uh, sad because you are second place with four, but Quinn with her sweep uh, currently leads with five. Uh, Riley has two. Jean and Rachel each still with one. But now it's <sighs> Rachel's turn to get another point, so you get to roll that die. Four. All right. This is coming from the Trivial Pursuit Classic Edition, released in 2016. Category four is art and literature. Uh, it says that it's supposed to be brown, but this is absolutely purple on the card. <sighs> tut, tut, tut. All right. Uh, in which city is the first Frank Gehry designed Guggenheim Museum? Oh. Which city? Did I pronounce that right? Frank Gehry? G-E-H-R-Y? I know Guggenheim. That one I know. There's one here, but I don't know if it was the first. Hmm. Yeah, might as well just say New York City. I mean, it's a good guess because there is one there, but that's not the correct answer. The first one was actually in Bilbao. Uh, Gary also designed one for Abu Dhabi. That's the little extra information on the card. Interesting that the card does not mention the one in New York at all. I guess it just assumes everybody knows about that one. I didn't even know there was a New York, so. so. (laughs) (laughs) And based on this card, you never would. it's a very interestingly designed museum. I mean, they're it's great. So, oh yeah, that's a, that's a great architecture. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, now you know you can put it on your bucket list to visit the Bilbao one as well. All right, Quinn, it is a your turn. All right, I rolled a three. All right, we have more friends trivia. I'm very excited. So this is coming from category. Let's see, number three is. Wait a second, just a second here. Oh, my God, you guys. I think I have the biggest complaint I've ever had about an edition of Trivial Pursuit. Everybody hold the phone. Okay. In order to prep for this, I added Friends Trivia to the spreadsheet, and I put it 
in order based on like I did. I went to Wikipedia. I didn't actually look at the, the rules in the game or the card or anything. According to Wikipedia, category one is green seasons one and two, which would make sense. The category at the top of the card is season 10. What the hell? What? Yeah. Yeah. Top of the card, so season confused. 10. Bottom of the card, seasons one and two. So now, mm. like, I didn't even notice that before because it was just sort of the middle of the card. Now <laughs> I have to be like, okay, uh, what technically am I going to consider number one? Is it 10 or is number one seasons one and two? My brain is about to explode and I don't like this feeling and I'm very mad at Friends Trivia, but I'm not mad at my friends who gave me the Friends Trivia. So let's make that clear. <laughs> you're, mad, you're mad at the friends, not the friends. Right. right. <sighs> okay. I am going to make the call, maybe in part so I can complain about this every time, that category one <laughs> is officially at the bottom of the card for Friends Trivia. <laughs> Simply because okay. it just makes more sense for category one to be seasons one and two. Anyway, can you remake a spreadsheet? Like, right? What kind I'm, of maniac would do that? Uh, this is so upsetting. Anyway, can you please remind me what number it was? I just lost everything in my head. I, I rolled a three. Three. Okay. So we are going to say that that is seasons four and five, which is the orange category, which is three up from the bottom. So please tell me, in what capacity is Phoebe present at Ross's wedding to Emily? Oh, she's on the phone. That is correct. But wow, this this answer is specifically says Phoebe calls Mrs. Waltham's phone and Joey keeps her on the line so she can listen to the ceremony. Believe me, I was not looking for that specific of an answer. <laughs> Good. I, I didn't have that level of detail, but I was hoping wow. you would accept she's she's on the phone. <laughs> yeah, right. That's that's exactly what I was expecting. These cards are weird. These cards are very weird. Hmm judging all right uh you get to roll again though i rolled a four all right this is coming from the family edition from the grown-ups box the family edition that came out in 1992 category four is science and nature who experienced zero gravity in space for the first time in 1961 hmm, hmm indeed this feels like something i should know <laughs> Hmm. This is this is real information. Um nineteen sixty one. Um I'm trying to think of any astronaut that's not Neil Armstrong, who I guess I could guess, but I feel like that's not it. So Yeah, I can't think of any earlier astronauts, so I'm just I'm gonna say Buzz Aldrin. That's that is an astronaut. It is indeed. That is not the correct answer. Stephen wants Stephen wants to guess. Is it Yuri Gagarin? It is. It is not even oh, an American. There you go. Mm -hmm. Trick question. Mm -hmm. Well, it's only a trick question to you American centric <laughs> Americans, folks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Riley, you get to roll. I rolled a four. Four. This is coming from the Disney Family Edition. This is from the Grown Ups box. So, Riley, welcome to the world of fantasy. Who is the first witness at Alice's trial in Disney's Alice in Wonderland? Oh, gosh. Um, wow. A, a rare actual Disney question. Yeah. yeah I, I appreciate the Disney branding in the middle of it. It's not just Alice in Wonderland. It's Disney. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are many yeah. versions of Alice in Wonderland. So I'm probably the, the first witness is different in different editions. First witness. Is it the flowers tramples on? It is not. Okay. It, it is the March Hare. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Sure. 
All right. I know I've seen it, but it's been a really long time. Jean, that brings us to you. Okay, let's go. I rolled a two. All right. This is coming from the totally 80s edition. (laughs) Great. Category two is TV. What short-lived, much-ridiculed series centered on a criminologist who was, quote, sole heir to the secret link that binds man and animal? What the heck? What short-lived, uh. much-ridiculed series? This is, wow, This is there's some judgment here. Uh, centered on a criminologist well, who was sole heir to the secret link that binds man and animal. I mean, when I hear short-lived and much-ridiculed, and criminologists, I think, oh, I was probably a fan of it. Um, but this last piece of information, the twist in the question, mm-hmm. link between man and animals, the yeah. air. All right. So there have, it's a show. It must have had some animals in it. I mean, I'm not daunted by short-lived or much ridiculed. I, mean, I still think I probably watched it. I just can't remember everything I watched back then. Um. Mm. Anything? I'm gonna say Saint Saint Francis Pet Detective. <laughs> I would. Watch I have the a guess. Heck of that show. It's I who am waving my arms in the air. Yeah, this and time. somewhere yes. David J. Lohr is like screaming. Yeah, this is a David J. Lohr special. <laughs> Go ahead and shout it out, everybody. Manimal. Lancelot. Oh, I thought it was Lancelot Link, Secret Chimp, because the word Link was in Whoa, the Whoa, that question. sounds like a great show, too. Yeah, I know, right? But no, it is Manimal. I figured, like, when you said man and animal, that phrase didn't bring up anything for you. I was free, like, gee, I was come like, on, oh, put, them together, she's never, put them together. She's never going to get no, it. No, that's really <laughs> off. I mean, I, I'm blaming graduate school. Like, I blame it for pretty much everything wrong in my life. And yeah. now I, it cost me a point. I loved Manimal. Manimal. Wow. Manimal. <laughs> Thank you, Stephen. Thank you. That's that's, that's what it sounded like. Yep. All right. That brings us to Shelly. I rolled a four. All right. You did. I'm giving you the, you know, you can have the ghost point for Manimal, but uh, no ghost point for this one. But it's the Walt Disney Family Edition, and it's from the kids box. Oh, good. So, yeah, Shelly, welcome to the world of fantasy. What tubby containers are used as dog houses in The Fox and the Hound? Uh, <laughs> what, a, what a question. Tubby containers. Yep. Dog houses. Uh-huh. Um, and the fox and the hound. Trying to get my, my whimsy on and think about what that might yeah, be. Yeah, we're actually getting some Disney-based questions in the Disney edition, which is which is a nice change, change of pace. Disney, I'm sure, is delighted to hear mm-hmm. that, that we are properly responding to their branding. Tubby containers. Tubby containers. Bathtubs? No, that's a good guess. It's... Uh, Barrels. All right. Which is a weird way to describe them, but sure. Yeah. Well, at the end of that round, question. Um, barely anything happened. Quinn got the only <laughs> correct answer, thus increasing her lead to six, ahead of Shelly with four, Whoa. Riley with two, Jean and Rachel each with one. I mean, that's not unusual for, for random pursuits. So let's let's swiftly move on to the next round. Rachel, please roll. Got a four again. All right. This is coming from the Star Wars edition. (laughs) Yep. Classic trilogy collector's edition. Category four is geography. Again, that's geography in Star Wars. Not about I am officially the person that doesn't know the name of any planet or any character except for like the main, main characters (laughs) in Star Wars. If I saw a picture, I would know where they're from. But this is going to be 
awful. But this continue. is <laughs> one of the cards. This is one of the cards that actually has a picture on the back, but it's not going to be helpful to you. It's like Darth Vader and a couple guys in a room that I don't know. It probably is on the Death Star. I don't even know. It's it's a mechanical looking room. Anyway, uh, so so there's your hint, I guess. Um, every once in a while, one of these cards has a picture on on one side of it. So your geography question is. What droid's data convinced Darth Vader that the rebels had a base on Hoth? So, yeah. Good luck, Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) What droid's data? I'm rooting for you. By the way, that's a real stretch of the word geography. I'm just going to say. Isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. A lot of these are. Yeah. I mean... I guess I would have remembered the planet Hoth. I'll give myself credit for that. <laughs> Good. Um, yes. And the only droids names that I literally know are <laughs> C-3PO and R2-D2. So uh, let's go with C-3PO. I mean, that is that is not it. Steven, do you know the answer? Probe droid? It, it, well, it's this, these are the an- two answers that would have been accepted <laughs> oh, on the card: the Imperial probe droid, sure. which yeah. I would I would give you, wow, or wow. probots. I believe Kenner called them probots on the. Uh, on the I toy. wondered yeah. why there were two things. Makes more sense. I was thinking they sounded more like kitchen appliances from the eighties, probably in a nice <laughs> avocado color. <laughs> I had a feeling it was going to be Imperial probe droid, but I was terrified there might be like. Like one officer said the actual like call mm. number of that droid, and that was going to be the answer. <laughs> like, yeah, that w- <laughs> that would not be unlike other questions in that edition. But it's no. why I thought it would be. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Probot and Lobot was my favorite animated <laughs> spin-off. <laughs> so. I, w- I would watch that. I would watch the Probots was that really great uh, Transformers knockoff TV. Show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Quinn, it is your turn. I rolled a two. All right, this is coming from the junior. Technically, it's Junior 4th Edition, which uh, came out in 1996. Category Mm -hmm. 2 is one of my favorite categories in all of Trivial Pursuit. This category is fun. That's right, you guys. This category is fun. So let's hope you have fun telling me what pooch is also known as the Big Red Dog. Aw, Clifford. It is Clifford. Yep. I I feel like I've had this game not super long, this this particular edition. And at first I was really annoyed that the questions are written like you have to hold the card um, portrait instead of landscape to read all of them. Um, But at least you flip the card, you know, up and down instead of left to right. And that was really annoying at first. But it's bright orange and it's just so cheerful that I have given I have I have forgiven it. So I'm (laughs) I'm on board with junior trivia. At long last, especially because it gave Queen another point. So you get to roll again. <laughs> I rolled a one. All right. This is coming from the Silver Screen Edition. Silver Screen oh, Edition my nemesis. is, let's see, I'm just telling you when it came out, 1983. So it would have been something before 1983. Category one is settings. What piece of Billy Wilder smut took place in the town of Climax? What? Wow. Okay. What piece of Billy Wilder smut took place in the town of Climax? That's that's uh, your question. Wow. I know what all of those words mean individually, but um, <laughs> I I don't even I don't even have a guess for this. I have no idea what's going on. I just I'm gonna have to give up immediately. <laughs> uh, Shelly, do you know this? 
No, I don't. <laughs> Stephen? Climax, Saskatchewan is an actual name of a town. By oh, the way. wow. Also in Pennsylvania. Oh, wow. Oh, I think I know. I think it might be um, Kiss Me Stupid. It is. The answer is, in fact, Kiss Me Stupid. So there you wow. go. I've, right. I haven't seen it. Is it really smut or is that a weird no, question? I, I don't enjoy it. I wouldn't call it smut. It's like early 60s, I think. I mean... Hmm. It's, it's an interesting characterization. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, Treville Pursuit. Anyway, Riley, that brings us to your turn. Three. All right. Well, you're getting a question from the Star Wars edition. Category three is history. Okay. What type of character was Lando disguised at? What, what type of character was Lando disguised as when he infiltrated Jabba's palace? Oh, he dressed as one of Jabba's guards because he has that like helmet with the little teeth thing in the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah, you were even more specific than you needed to be. It literally just says a guard. So <laughs> good job. You All get right. to roll again. Okay. Six. All right. This is coming from the Walt Disney Family Edition from the Grown Ups box. Okay. Riley, welcome to the world of leisure. Ooh, what yeah. was Richard Nixon's favorite sporting pastime in the executive office building basement? <laughs> Okay, so it's not listening in on on other people's (laughs) business calls. Okay. Um, In the basement, I'm going to say it was... Was it racquetball? It was not. It was was bowling. 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 Oh, wow. Wow, wastebasket basketball. Why do so many of you guys know so much about Richard Nixon? No, this is living in Washington, D.C. and knowing about the White House. Oh, It's just being old. I knew the White House had a bowling alley. I just couldn't remember which president. I thought thought it was a Kennedy thing, not a Nixon thing. Mm. All right. Well, Is there a scene in Doctor Who, uh, Stephen? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think in uh, Day of the Moon, I think, yeah. It's um, Matt Smith goes there and bowls. He does not. He does not. Do not watch it. That's where we find out that uh, I can't remember the character's name off the top of my head. Wants to marry a black man. Canton Everett, Delaware the third. That's right. I've I've been in the highest court in the land, which is the uh the basketball court in the like <laughs> up at the top of the Supreme Court building. <laughs> but that's not nice. quite the same. Bowling is much lower because it's a basement sport, I guess. My brain kept wanting to say Mark Shepard instead of <laughs> I mean fair. All right, Jean, it is your turn. All right, I've rolled a three. All right, this is coming from Trivial Pursuit Volume Six, in which category three is history. How many of every five U.S. college seniors knew the Battle of the Bulge occurred during World War II in a 1999 ACTA survey? How Jeez. many of every five? This The answer, I haven't flipped a card yet, but I know the answer is probably going to be depressing. <laughs> Maybe not, though. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe I'll be surprised and I'll um, be happy. How, so it's how many? Um, yeah. How many knew that the Battle of the Bulge occurred during World War II? And and the, is the answer in the form of a percentage? Did it no, how many or, how many out of every five? Oh, out of every five. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of like a percentage. <laughs> um, I mean, if you look at it that way and do the math, yes. But yes. Well, yeah, some, think, you know, some trivia cards ask you how many and you have to know and it can be like, you know, there's no multiple choice. <laughs> it's, it's like, what is it? 10,000? 20,000? I don't know. Anyway, all right. How many out of five? I um, as as I do have my graduate degree in history, I protest that this is not a history question. It is some kind of <laughs> sociology, but whatever. Um, it is. I'm going to say one out of five because it can't be zero. Please let it not be zero. It's not zero. It's also not one, but no. it is only two. 
so yeah, depressing. Um, although, guess what? I didn't know that because I n- never had to study anything about World War II. We skipped it. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Actually, we ran out of time in my history class. So yeah, the teacher was, was like, here's some books it. you can read if you want to learn about World War II. Some other I was stuff like, happened no. after 1940. Well, unfortunately, yeah. nobody in any sort of culture has ever covered World War II <laughs> ever. True. So there's no Such way to find out more about what happened there. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm a 40-something male. It's required for us to know everything about World War II. <laughs> That explains a lot. All right. Uh, Shelly, it is your turn. I rolled a six. All right. This is coming from the family edition. This is a question from the Grown Ups box. Category six is wild card. What's the Italian opera term for, quote, first lady? Oh, um, geez, I should know this. Um, Italian opera term for first lady. Is it just diva? It is not. No. The uh, reason why I know this answer is kind of hilarious. It's prima donna. I, I should have known that. I should have known that. Do you know? But tell us your reason that you know it. And yeah, I, I want to know why you, you know it. Because my mother always joked that she was going to name me Prima, so my name would be Prima Donner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hysterical. Uh, Steven. Yes, at the end of the last regular round, <gasps> we are entering into the final round now. Uh, Quinn, in her first time out, leads with seven. Shelley has four. Riley has three. Jean and Rachel, each with one. All right, since this is the final round, that means there are no more question limits. If you get a question right, you get to just keep on rolling until you get one wrong. We are going to start with Quinn this time and basically set the goal for everyone. Quinn, you have seven now, but you could get a whole bunch more, potentially. So go ahead and roll. It's a very strong hypothetical. (laughs) I rolled a four. (laughs) All right. This is coming from the TV edition. This is the 1991 released TV edition that uh, only has lamination on one side of the card. Just saying. (laughs) Category four is kids and games. So, what game show had to bleep parts of Anita Gillette's clues to, quote, things that are stiff? Let me read it again. What game show had Uh. to bleep parts of Anita Gillette's clues to things that are stiff? In 1991. Yeah, but that, you know, just means that it was a game show from before 1991. Yeah. I don't even know who that is. Um, <laughs> she makes um, those razors. I'm yeah, going <laughs> to... Uh, I Family Feud? It is not Family Feud. Uh, it was okay. the $20,000 Pyramid. And that show has changed names so many times that even if you were on the right track, I was really worried you were going to say the wrong, like, you know, $50,000 pyramid or $100,000 pyramid. So I'm sorry that uh, that is that is it for you answering questions, but you're still in the lead with seven. So now for now. Yes. Well, now we swoop around to uh, to Rachel, who currently has one point. And Rachel, you get to roll. I would like to get something right. Uh, five. All right. This is coming from. The Silver Screen Edition, in which category five is production. Can you tell me what screen legend marked her 194th and final film appearance by starring in 1933's Secrets? 
That's a lot of films. Probably three of those films exist today. <laughs> and they're all really racist. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, what screen legend marked her 194th and final film appearance by starring in 1933's Secrets? Oh, man. I don't know. The only, like, person who... Yeah, like... Shirley Temple's the only old movie person <laughs> I can think of, and I know that's probably too early for her to have capped out. It is indeed. Is it Mary Pickford? <laughs> it is. It's Mary Pickford. Wow, I'm really impressed. She's Canadian. Yeah. Ah. I'm like woefully, like, I, I don't watch movies very much from before I was born. So. Well, I, was thinking Lily, I was thinking Lillian Gish. That was the only name I could think of as someone who, like... She actually was in movies up until like the 70s. She lived a long life. Oh, wow. Wowzers. She was actually really good in Night of the Hunter in 1955. Oh, nice. Well, all right. Well, uh, nice try, Rachel. I appreciate your patience with this random pursuit questions. That brings us I feel next more to- comfortable at the bottom, I got to <laughs> say. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jean is currently right there with you with, uh, with one point. So, Jean, it's your turn to roll. All right. I rolled a one. All right. You rolled a one, which I'm going to read from the bottom of the card, because this is a friend's question. And category one is seasons one and two. So your question is, when Chandler grows a mustache to look like Richard, of whom does he remind Monica and Ross? (laughs) Of whom does he remind Ron? I feel like he reminds them. I feel like he. The answer could be porn star, and so I'm going with that. I have a feeling like every answer on this game is going to be deeply disappointing to me because the answer is Aunt Sylvia, which oh, I don't really? appreciate. <laughs> hey, at least it's not Hitler. <laughs> I suppose <laughs> so many bad, so many bad potential answers. Uh, but you know what? That means that Jean and Rachel they finished together. We get They're tied. To, mm-hmm. We're yay. Yeah. Yep. I didn't really want to leave Rachel behind, so that's very appreciate sweet. that. Mm-hmm. All right, well, Riley, you currently have three points. It's time to see if you can get some more. Okay, let's see here. I rolled a six. Six. All right, this is coming from the family edition again from the Grown Ups card, where six right. is wild card. Oh. What company's first two chewing gum brands were Vassar and Lotta Gum? Lotta Gum. So Vassar is italicized and Lotta, L-O-T-T-A, gum, also italicized. What company's first two chewing gum brands were Vassar and Lotta Gum? Oh, gosh. I'm trying to think of like known. Is it um, Wrigley? It is. It is Wrigley. Oh, so yes. You've got another awesome. point. Okay. Roll okay. again. Okay. I got a one. All right. This is coming from the 20th anniversary edition in which category one is the blue category, Global View. What theme park boasts the Tennessee Tornado, the world's first spiral loop roller coaster? Oh, gosh. I've seen this on Defunctland and now I can't remember. Tennessee Tornado. Is it Dollywood? It is Dollywood. Yes. I have been there and I have ridden it. It has it's not been on Dollywood, but Tennessee made me think of Dollywood. So, okay. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Let me roll again. Good work. Three. All right. This is coming from Trivial Pursuit Classic Edition. Category three is history. 
the term yuppies was born in which decade? The 80s. Correct. You get to roll again. This is exciting. Young urban professionals. Three. I got three again, right? That was two threes in a row? It was. You get to choose the edition your question comes from. I'm going to choose the junior edition. (laughs) The the five to nine-year-old box. I mean, I cannot fault you. It doesn't work every time, but sometimes it does. So, question three on this card. (laughs) Riley, (laughs) what is the oldest plant? (laughs) That's your question. (laughs) The oldest plant? Yes. Uh What? Junior trivia one, baby. Sometimes. Sometimes. I I will say you don't have to be too specific. Is it algae? It's not, but that's a really good guess. No. Or is it plankton? No, it's not even anything remotely like that. According to Junior Trivia 1, the oldest plant is the tree. That that can't be true. So I don't, like, I'm, because I have no actual biological knowledge, I'm afraid I have to go with the card. Also, the fact that you chose it. (laughs) No, no, that's my hubris. That was my, I thought I was giving myself the easy win and, or easy advancement. And I, Mm -hmm. I, my own hubris, that's my own, my own petard. Junior trivia, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. (laughs) It is true. Literally Uh, can't believe that, like, earlier I was like, which, which dog is big and red? And I was like, what was the first plant? What is paint? Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is probably a biblical thing. It's like the tree in the Garden of Eden. That's probably where they're pulling that from. It could be. It very well could be. Ugh. Well, I mean, that brought you to within one. Six points is a very respectable oh, score in general. Oh, so sad. I was that close. It was such a, no, there's, no, there's literally no way that trees is going to be for other plants. Yep. All right. Well, that brings us to our very final player, Shelly, who has four points. And it needs to get to seven in order to win. It's possible. Is it going to happen? Roll that die and let us find out. I've rolled one. All right. This is coming from the family edition. Once again, the grown-ups box. I have a lot of these in here today for some reason. All right. The category is people and places. Just double checking that I've got that right. Yep. Seems like a broad category. People and places. What European country produces most of the green olives coming into the U.S.? Green olives coming in to the U.S. Mm-hmm. From a Green, European country. From a European country. We're seeing whether that whole slowing the world down thing works. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm it's a European say, country. That's a place. People eat <laughs> people olives. So eat we've got olives, both, both which things are covered. Green. People and places. I'm going to go with, um, oh, actually, I just changed my mind. Hmm. No. Hmm. European <laughs> country. I'm going to go with Greece. I'd probably be wrong. You are, I'm afraid, going to be wrong. What was your other guess? Uh, Italy. Also wrong. Nope. (laughs) It is actually Spain. Spanish olives. That was my third guess. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's that's something. Right. Well, at the end, uh, I want to point out, Rachel was a um, defending champion uh, from her last uh, time yeah, thanks, on the Steven. show. Uh, but hey, listen, Rachel, you you pulled off a very rare feat for only the second time in Random Pursuit history. You answered your first question and then no other questions <laughs> after that. So well done in winding up with one point. Steve Lutz also did it in Random Pursuit 21, uh, fact hounds. Uh, uh, but G- I, d- I did get one good joke in, so I'm going to yep. count that as a 
win. <laughs> we're, we're all, we, there's no trophy. We're not printing up a trophy. Nope. We do print up a trophy. The winners never say anything about it. Uh, Jean also uh, wound up with one point. Uh, Shelly had four. Riley was felled by the tree. Uh, Wait, I am going to say, I looked it up, and according to the internet, the, right. the earliest plants are known to evolve from an, a green algae ancestor. So, <laughs> so Trivial Pursuit is a liar. And now I understand why that kid in the bubble got so mad at George Costanza and Seinfeld. Yep. <laughs> Actually, I have to do have to say, don't blame Trivial Pursuit because that's technically junior trivia, which trivial. is one of the few non-actual Trivial Pursuit editions yep. I have. So it is yeah. in many ways yeah. inferior. Mm-hmm. Trivial uh, Pursuit has higher standards than junior trivia. True, it does. But no one has a higher standard than our first-time contestant and champion, Quinn, <laughs> with seven points. Congratulations, Quinn. Wow. Yay. I'm Yay. genuinely Hooray. shocked this happened. But I did get like four junior trivia questions, so thank you all very much. <laughs> and you didn't get the existential ones that we all missed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. true. It is true. Wow. Well, this has been a delight. Thank you all for joining me. I'm I'm so happy <laughs> to have such a wonderful group. I'm sorry it didn't go better. But, you know, literally, <laughs> I'm always sorry it didn't go better in this game. So thank you, Rachel, Quinn, Riley, Jean, and Shelley. Special thanks, of course, to my scorekeeper and favorite fella in the whole wide world, Stephen Chapansky. And thank you, as always, to our non-random listeners. Please join us again on the next incomparable game show. See ya.